You are listening to the Millennial Perspective Podcast. My name is Omid and I am your host. Today I sit down with an inspirational friend, Madaliso Leo Musukwa. Madaliso sat or was running as mayor at the age of 25 and I'm just trying to sit down to get his perspective on what he thinks about youth and politics. Madaliso, how are you doing? I'm great, Omid. Uh, how are you and uh, welcome to all the listeners. I'm good, I'm good. Um, Madali, so you ran for mayor when you were 25 years old. I personally find that very inspiring. The question I would ask is, what made you run for mayor at 25? Uh, first of all, thank you for the opportunity. Secondly, um, there was actually, a, when I ran for mayor, I was actually 24. Oh. Uh, it's just the, the media went ahead and... Uh, published 25 so i start with 25 i was born in 1993 so in 2018 uh, in june um, i was 24 years old so when i actually ran for mayor i was actually very young inexperienced uh, not ready for the for the ocean i was i was okay in a pond in uh, in a place of comfort in a place where i'm um, I really thought the politics of this world, of this country, to be specific, really don't trickle down to us as a young people. It's um, politics. We're, we're always hearing about taxes, fuel, millimeter, a high cost of living, which um, really didn't seem like it's our our nest to baby yet. But wow, um, when I was thrown into the deep end and uh, I had to contest for mayor at the age of 24 against the likes of um, uh, uh, the current mayor, Mr. Mao Sampa, the Xavier, the Xavier's of, uh, of the, the presidents and a lot of prominent people. I Oh, and uh, not forgetting uh, uh, Pastor Chile Shekangwa. Um, it was very scary to a point that in the beginning, I thought that um, it's going to dent my image uh, or in in a case that I don't I didn't win, it was going to be like something that will stick to me like you lost, so you 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 don't fit in or something like that. But then, very interesting is that um, as I began to run for for mayor, you can you can imagine that the period of campaign was only thirty days, and I'm being introduced to a Lusaka that have no idea of who Madalisopsuka is, no idea. Mm-hmm. It's not like I had a political background or I had a, anything tied to my name. I was just literally an UNSA student uh, or any uh, just Madaliso. So when I when I began to to campaign, one of the things that really shocked me is that um the problems that uh that people are facing are not discriminatory of your age, of your of of where you are, your location, or what you are doing everybody is going through the same, 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 same stuff. And it was very interesting mm. that um, the largest population of the people who I confronted or, or who confronted me or who I uh, came in contact with were young people. And these young people all had the same song of lack of opportunities, lack of employment, lack of education, and uh, um, the, the way they, they have been victimized, the way they have been used for violence, and they have no choice. So it was the same. Uh-huh. So for the first time, I actually realized that my role in politics or my career in politics is actually at the right age because uh, we have nobody who's been speaking for these people. So, yeah, so basically it was that was the... 
that is one of the reasons that fired up my campaign to actually go for it and uh, to begin to even uh, mold a career or rather mold um, a, a life around politics. Uh, you mentioned something that one of your fears uh, was that it might dent your image. Mm-hmm. Is that guaranteed that politics dents one's image? So, a uh, very interesting question. Um, one of the things that our politicians have um, have successfully managed to to do is make politics a career. Politics, uh, believe me not, is not a career. It's a lifestyle. Actually, politics is the only profession that can be compared to be like a clergy, a pastor, a reverend, because you deal directly with people's souls. The clergy people deal with them spiritually, but politicians um, deal with um, uh, the uh, politicians deal with um, the lives of the people on the other side of, of life, which is socially and everything, economically. So um, one of the things that the politicians have managed to do, like I said, is to make politics a career, mm. meaning that people go into politics uh, with an aim of a salary, a vehicle, an aim of a house, a plot, and uh, and things like that. So you find that um, this is the image that um, um, has tapped politicians. But um, one of the things that I, I can tell you for a fact is that um, once I began to, to realize that um, politics is not a career, but it's actually uh, an opportunity to lead like Moses. Moses, we can safely say, was a politician in inverted commas. He, he took people from, uh, from Egypt to, uh, to, to their promised land. That, that should be the job of a, of, of a politician, really, from point A to point B. So, but um, one of the things that my fear is even up to now is that a lot of people uh, think that politics is, um, is, um, is a dirty game. It cannot be involved if you get involved, your hands have to get dirty. Uh, but personally, I think I have managed to mold it into uh, being a leadership. It's a way of life. It's a style. The same way we look at our, our pastors and get motivated or, or get groomed is the same way politicians should live their lives. And that has been my way of approach. If I'm going to successfully impact people for, for many, many years, uh, even across a millennium, I think um, it should be based on your lifestyle, how you did it, and how you lived it. So you say politics is not supposed to be a career, but a lifestyle. Yes. So what are some of those traits that, uh, or what type of lifestyles should someone have or should someone develop if they want to get into politics? Um, very, very interesting question because I had that uh, discussion today in the morning. I'll not, I'll not mention names, but... Um, um, I was telling a colleague of mine that you see, um, I think politics for me is one of the, or rather, or yes, politics for me is one of the easiest thing that any person can do. When you look at uh, the economic challenges that one the country is going through, of course we know that um, our ministers or, our, or rather our ministers they get good salaries, they they get. Um, free modes of transport, they get free houses. So it's a well-known thing that they're definitely doing better than all of us. But to be to be in, in a place that they cannot live like us, that is where the problem is. Let's take, for instance, um, uh, this politician who in our same uh, current uh, situations where things, the millimeter is high, uh, the cost of living has gone high, and all sorts of things. So 
The problem is that we have politicians who can't come down to our level. I don't think there's any Zambian out there who's thinking there's a minister who's not doing fine, there's a minister who's under load shedding, there's a minister who's affected by A, B, C, and D. So the, the biggest problem that I've, 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 I've seen is that um, our politicians cannot relate to the fact that one voter was the reason why you are living such a life. So, for instance, an example that um, uh, I was a minister, and um, in this same current uh, situation that we are going through, there are certain things that I would literally pack away. Like, uh, if, if I used to do my, 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 my vegetables grocery from spa, that would be an opportunity for me to start getting the grocery tomatoes and vegetables from markets. That would be an opportunity for me to interact with the people. I can give an example. There's a certain minister in our neighborhood uh, was living in a probably three-bedroom house, but last week he shifted into uh, the next yard where he built a mansion. It is very unnecessary, especially in the in the uh, amidst the challenges that people are going through, for people to actually see that, okay, that is where he was living, now he's living here. A house that has a, a runway, it's not necessary. So the thing is that uh, our politicians have failed to to bring themselves to a level that, uh, a lifestyle that people can say, okay, we all suffer. Even my minister, uh, he's, he's walking, he's walking to the shops. Oh, okay. Even the minister is buying tomatoes in such and such a place. Oh, even the minister is, is donating A, B, C, and D. So that is the lifestyle that our colleagues have failed to, to do. It's, I think it's an easy thing. And it's not like you do it every day. You can just do it on some days. You mingle with the people, you eat with them, and things like that. So for me, I think um, that is the, the, the take of the lifestyle that our, our leaders should have. You need to be with the people. You need to be with the people in Egypt. You need to be the people in the promised land. Now, you contested in politics at a very young age, at a very youthful age. Is youth political participation important? Um, there's a saying. A member saying that says imiti um, uh-huh. but uh, unfortunately, uh, what that means is that um, small trees is what becomes a bush. Mm-hmm. So there, there's been a saying for a very long time that um, you'll be future leaders. But the reality is that can you imagine that 66.6 percent of the Zambian population is below the age of 24 years, then 85 percent of the Zambian population is below the age of 35 years. So basically, the whole entire Zambian population are young people. So it is very interesting to see candidatures aging 74 years old. Like currently, it's not something that we should be celebrating, something that we should know that we are having a decaying type of leadership or a decaying type of politics. Because I can tell you for a fact that... um, um, someone who's 74 years old might have an overview perspective of hardships of a young man, but will not have the literal details of, 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 of these things. Like, for instance, um, a lot of people, if, 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 I, if, I, if I say um, someone who's 74 years old, my, my dad is 66 years old, and he was only knowing WhatsApp last year, WhatsApp as a social media. So that should show you the gap that is in between myself and my father. It's it's only now that he's seen that actually there are announcements that happen in WhatsApp groups, work announcements, so things like that. So basically, it's impossible to bridge that gap 
at that age. It's very impossible. So youth in leadership now, and don't get me wrong, uh, in youth in politics is not youth in leadership. A lot of us young people think that uh, leadership is in politics. You can be a leader in everything that you do. If you're an IT personnel, you can influence the politics from your side. So youth in politics and youth in leadership are two different things. The most important thing is for youth for the youth to be in leadership. So the youth in leadership today is very paramount for us to begin to um, to, to to influence our own changes. I can tell you, for for, for example, um, I have voted in um, probably two elections. That was 2011 and uh, 2016, and I've always voted because I need to vote, but uh, to exercise my my civic right. There's never been a time in my life that I've voted because the manifesto of a political party has literally directly touched my own uh, perspective. It's never happened. Mm. So you can imagine that it simply means that there's a gap. There's nobody who's speaking for us, even in, in manifesto build-ups. It's always about, okay, these people, will, we need them for, for the numbers, for the votes, but in actual implementation, we're not there. It's like... um. It's like the last example I can give is a, it's like um a farmer. A farmer would usually use uh, okay. I come from the east. Uh, when we are going to hunt for rats, which we call them, we will go with the dog. So the dog will get the rat for you and you kill it. Mm-hmm. And after you eat, you give the bones to the dog. Yeah. So in this whole scenario, the politician is the farmer and the dogs are the youth. We are only used to catch the meat. And we're only eating the bones, the leftovers, the things that do not even benefit the human body. So basically, that has been the scenario for a very, very long time. So how then would you suggest we bridge the gap? How do you think we can bridge that gap? So, um, uh, Mr. Omu, the truth about it is that um, the honest, honest truth is that um, the bridging of the gap between uh, youth in active leadership and active politics uh, in my own perspective and from experience, the youth, the gap is very huge. We have youth that are not even willing. Uh, we have a youth that are, are only politicians because of social media vibe or, or, or buzz. Uh, a month ago, um, President Donald Trump was, uh, was impeached, like the legal process of his impeachment was, was enacted. And I saw a number of youth posting uh, Zambia should emulate this and this and that without even understanding the real, uh, the back core of that impeachment. And the interesting thing is that it was in the same week of what we, what we were dealing with, the Bill 10 clause. But nobody, no youth was talking about the Bill 10. Things that will affect you, they are not being concerned. But things that look like are exciting to the world and talking about impeachment looks cool. That's what we are excited about. When you look at so many movements, there are so many movements of uh, the youth who want to be in government, we need to be, but it's just about, uh, it's, it's, it's all on paper. Nobody is being practical. Nobody is contesting for, for, for elections at, at young ages, despite the fact that the chances of you winning might be slim in, in the current, uh, uh, in, in, in certain situations. But nobody's actually doing the real thing. Nobody is doing what needs to be done. And what needs to be done is for us to put ourselves in the forefront. The other day I was on movie TV and um, the, the journalist asked me, 
maybe why youth don't want to participate in elections or to voice out is because they are scared that they, they they'll be arrested or things like that. But I said, if need be to be arrested to change the country, let it be. That's we need. You can't get something without sacrifice. You can't want something without putting in a sacrifice. So you, we cannot want to be MPs, councillors, or or mayors or, or future presidents without us having to know that okay, these things come with sacrifices. Nelson Mandela was in prison for 26 years. We know of uh, of, of of so many prominent people who um, who died because of of just uh, wanting to voice out. So the problem is that as youth, we've not yet gotten to a, a stage. Even before we get to the stage of what should we do to to be in active politics, the the problem is that we've not even gotten to the platform yet. The platforms that uh, we can be identified. I was at, I was in, I was in a, I was in a forum where the, the a certain um, uh, one of the mayors said uh, we were looking for uh, someone to stand as councillor, but all the young people were nowhere to be seen. In fact, they refused. Whether it's true or it's not true, but the truth is that we can uh, almost allude to the fact that that is the situation. They, there are very few young people in this country who've put themselves in a place that they can be identified. If they cannot be identified by the, the society, but they've not also put themselves in a place that they want to be identified. So it's all about Facebook, it's all about WhatsApp, it's all about, okay, this and that and that. Even the simple thing like voting, it's a difficult thing. So um, even before we get to the question of what should we do, the, the, the real question is, the real answer is have the youth put themselves in the line of fire to be actually leaders of this country? Are they? Are we ready? Okay, let's take, for instance, uh, the, 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 the government says, okay, today we are done. We just want the young people to take over. How many young people can, can, the, can the country identify and say, oh, okay, that person can take over from that place, from that place? Because we've already seen what they've been doing. We've already seen that they can actually speak for us. How many? Although we are talking about, no, we want this, we want this, but the reality is that are we doing enough to be what we are advocating for? And the answer is no. So just uh, as we get to close, uh, what are some practical things? Let's, let me give an example. If I wanted to get into active politics or if there's a young person out there who wants to get into politics, just probably... What are some practical things you would advise me to take? What, is, what are those practical steps? Uh, number one, um, politics. Can, you can only want to influence politics once you've influenced your area around you. Uh, like, for instance, if I want to, um, if, I'm, uh, if I'm a leader at church, and I want to one day join politics. What influence have I brought to my church that I can simply use that model and take to the line of politics and say, okay, this is what I did in my own capacity as just a simple youth leader. So for instance, uh, I can give an example, very many practical examples. I'll start from um, um, uh, Dr. Nevers Mumba. The, one of the reasons that he, 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 he's been a successful politician is because he's been a successful clergyman. One of the reasons why uh, President HH has been a successful uh, 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 politician is because he's been a successful businessman. He's actually the fourth richest Zambian. 
One of the reasons why uh, President Edgar Chagualungu is, uh, is, is, is in politics is because he's been a successful lawyer. But we, as young people, uh, we have got no influence, even with the, the very thing that we do. Upangama popcorns, but nobody knows you do popcorns the best. You are doing something, but you're not influential in your own field. You need to reach a point that, um, like um, uh, Dr. Miles Monroe, he was a clergy, but was influencing government. Government. It simply means that, because it, it says charity begins at home, so your influence should begin to be around where you are. So if you are, if you are, if you are in school, we need to begin to see your influence in school. It might not even be towards politics, but we need to begin to say that, okay, uh, Mr. Kennedy can influence uh, 10 people. I can give you for, uh, an example. Um, I visited my former school, uh, Don Gordon, a primary school. I, I was there up to grade nine. And the teacher told me something very interesting. He said, we knew though something, and I'd forgotten about this. He said, we knew that you were different because every time in the class, you'd always gather up your friends and like almost rebel against uh, something like you'd, or example, if the, the, the teacher says the answer is B and you believe it's A, you would gather up your friends and say, no guys, let's prove that A is correct. So I began to realize that this influence thing does not begin today. You cannot want to just say, okay, today I want to join politics and influence it. If you've never been influential in any field of your area, so basically, the first step about even wanting to desire to represent the people of this country is what have you done in your small individual capacity where you can, where you can influence. Let's start from there. Then if you're traceable and say, okay, uh, he's, he introduced, example, a lot of people say, but not all of us are within people who can, uh, can we can influence people, but you can, we, we, we can, um, the owner of Facebook, he didn't need to know the whole world to be influential. All he needed to do is create a platform that exposed him and is influencing the world. So even though you're in IT, you can introduce something in your capacity that begins to influence the world or rather influence the people around you and subsequently uh, the country. Then we'll know, oh, okay, so this person um, managed to do this in his own capacity as a marketeer, as a footballer, as a as 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 a saloonist, as a barber man, and we begin to get it from there. And even whenever you speak, we'll be like, "Oh, okay, he can speak because he's done that." So a lot of us young people, we want to influence with zero influence. We've done nothing. We we just do things for ourselves, and we benefit ourselves. And uh, subsequently, we are saying, "No, we have been denied access in politics and things like that." So basically, for me, the youth. Uh, in this country, I have not done enough to inf uh, to to because you can imagine like in in in, in Zimbabwe, uh, Nelson Chamisa, the one who came out second, was forty years old. So you can imagine that he probably didn't start his politics at at thirty nine. It came from somewhere and it was building up. So we need to start now. You can imagine I contested for mayor at the age of twenty four. When I'm thirty four, whether I like it or not, whether the country likes it or not, I'll be identified as a political figure and probably be an active governance because I'll have probably 10 years if it's going to mean that in 2021 I'll not make it, but I'll still continue. By the time I'm 34, whether we like it or not, I'll be somewhere where I can be recognized and said, okay, A, B, C, and D.
All right, Madaliso, thank you so much for uh, sparing some time to just share your perspectives with uh, politics and youth being involved in the political uh, arena. Thanks a lot, eh? You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into the Millennial Perspective Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on Facebook and check out our website, millennialperspective.net. Thank you so much.